you're listening to The Collabcast, a podcast about pop culture and the creative life from an Asian-American perspective. Set the bridge on fire You won't let me cross over Let the flames go And welcome to episode 104 of the Collabcast. Um, I'm one of your hosts, Marvin Yue. Joining me is... Minji Chang. And we have a special guest today. Uh, oh, we're, we're coming at you live, on site. <laughs> Hence this, all the noise. This it's is our first... Is it our first remote podcast? I think so. We've never had this much background noise on a podcast ever. Mm, we are here at Park City, Utah, at the Sundance Film Festival. Y- you can hear the buzz. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's a buzz. And this is actually Deals are being made right now. Right now. Netflix deals are being made as we speak. We're surrounded by celebrities. I know. Like, who's that? Over like, there? <gasps> they're all around. Like us. our guest, Roseanne <laughs> Yang. Hello. Hello. Hi. Welcome. Thank you. You're, you're. I think like you're our most international, like by f- <laughs> furthest. We've had a couple Aussies guess. before. Have Aussies. She's <laughs> <laughs> <Just> like <laughs> Australians. <laughs> <laughs> you're here from New Zealand. Yes. Yeah. A the Kiwi. Best, yeah, much better than Australia. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so We're going to start some beef on this podcast. I love If you agree or disagree ones. with Roseanne's statements, please email us at podcast.collaboration.org. We'd love to hear from you. <laughs> How long have you... So when did you get into Sundance? Um, like uh, Friday? So, uh, no. Yeah, Thursday. A day. A week. <laughs> you were in LA Sorry. before There's that, no right? There's no sense of time here. Yeah, no. Sorry? You were in LA before that, I right? was. I was, yeah. a, I was in LA for two days, yeah. Cool. Before that. So Willing and dealing. <laughs> yeah, that was what I was going to say. Like, if you come all the way out to the States, you got to, like, maximize that trip, right? Totally, totally. So yeah. are you going back to New Zealand? Yeah, yeah, I'm going back to New Zealand uh, tomorrow. Awesome. So Roseanne is a Carter. director, filmmaker, writer. Uh, she's here uh, with her short, Do No Harm, which uh, Minji and I saw last night at the uh, Midnight Shorts screening. Awesome. It was badass. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. were, were you the people laughing hysterically? Probably. When they, when, oh, no. When people are being shot? No, oh, no. No, she was like... <laughs> She was, was yeah. okay. <laughs> she was in shock. Yeah, was in shock. She was like physically like punching. I like, don't. I don't on? deal well with violence. Right. Right. <laughs> like I don't like seeing people get hurt. We've heard this extensively on this podcast. <laughs> oh, really? Like how much I don't like it. So you're not, you're not into action movies. I I'll do like it. action movies, but like I feel well, especially in the states, I feel like there's a very we have a violence there's a scene porn where, like, thing going on. Oh yeah. God, no. There's right. a scene where like the scalpel goes into the dude's arm. That's like. <laughs> Pretty wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But Anyways, you guys should watch it. It's awesome. Um, Roseanne's also um, writer, director, and co-creator of Flat 3, which is a uh, yeah. web series, YouTube channel, production group um, out in New Zealand with... Um, JJ Fong. Yeah, with the... <laughs> sorry. Um, the Altitude. With their, with their <laughs> other co-creators, um, JJ Fong, Ali Xue, and um, Perlina Lau. Lau. Yeah. Yeah, which... Uh, yeah, we, we met them... Um, last year at oh I met them at, at VidCon we're trying to get them on this podcast but uh, couldn't work things out but um, <laughs> hello guys we got your we got your friend here so yeah yeah I'm Wait. the I'm the, I'm the <laughs> she's the most important one anyways. I'm, the most <laughs> I'm making friends all over the place aren't I you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the most modest person as well <laughs> so it works out yeah well um, we start the podcast every week with a roundtable discussion on what's our mind in pop culture and Asian America or Asian Kiwi stuff but uh since we're at sundance we can also talk about 
our Sundance experience. I mean, yeah, it's been kind of a whirlwind. I would love to. I want to hear about your Sundance experience. Is this your first time here? Yeah, this is my first time here. Awesome. Um, and it's been amazing. It's been a whirlwind. Um, so... Uh, so it's been amazing because um, I've I've always wanted to make action films. I've, if if I could if I could suddenly live my dream, I would be making Terminator Two and Aliens and La Femme Nikita and uh, okay. You know. I feel yeah. like there's not enough of those movies made these days. Yeah, right? yeah. With like there's a real dearth of really strong female but kick-ass characters who are actually multifaceted as well mm. and that men dig as well. Like that. Like I'm not. This isn't some <laughs> feminist. I mean I'm a feminist, but I'm, it's not some anti-man agenda you know yeah. i want to make an action movie that men can enjoy but yeah. also women oh know? everyone was enjoying your short last night Yay. we were sitting behind the three bros who yeah. like commented on every <laughs> aspect of every short <laughs> and yours is first and they're fans oh yay i think oh, it's bro, it set awesome. the tone i think very well like okay this is what we're in for yeah yeah, yeah midnight yeah. shorts yeah. yeah you're here you're here at midnight that's awesome yeah. so is this your first well like i'm guessing it w- this was like incredibly well done thank so you then, was that your first one that you did like full-blown action or is like i just didn't know where in that journey is that <laughs> you're, like, yeah yeah it's my it's my first um properly funded action uh piece that's so cool Uh, but i've tried to make action many times before with varying degrees of success mostly terrible um well i really like the taxi driver uh parody guys oh my god you watched that friday night bites yeah yeah yeah, friday night bites yeah i'm gonna watch all the videos it's pretty good yeah thank you man it's like taxi driver except uber driver nice (laughs) and i i loved making that episode and i and i was worried because we, we, we're on we're on um, broadcast television's website, <laughs> and one of the programmers said to me, he he, he said, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know if the, our audience really likes, you know, we're not getting great numbers on your <laughs> thing, and like, when I watched the Uber driver episode, yeah, I know that was a rough cut, but like, I was a bit like, what the fuck, what is what what oh. what is this? And I was like, have you seen Taxi Driver? Yeah, and I don't know if he had, and I. I was like, if it's, but the thing is, you st- it still works even if you haven't seen Taxi Driver. Hopefully, knowing Taxi Driver gives you an extra. Oh yeah, like I also t- definitely recognize like all the call, all yeah, the callbacks yeah. to it. Yeah, I think I watched that like yeah. many, many moons ago, and I wouldn't have no reference. Yeah, it's. So I need to rewatch that, and then I will. Also <laughs> no, 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 you don't. You don't. Okay, I don't have to. to you don't but need yeah, to. if I want the extra nuggets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that movie is as relevant, you know, today yeah. as it was then about you know the psychotic American. Spirit, you know, mm. like there's something I love really coming wrong. from it. It's just so fascinating to hear from like a New Zealander, <laughs> the psychotic American spirit. I'm like, that's, you're so right. And then how, also, let me know. Let me know your interpretation. <laughs> well, it's true. It's not all American. Like I have, I have a lust for violence, as you can tell. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like most people. Um, but yeah. So uh, back to your original question. This was my first foray into properly funded action, and um, and, and first it's that's experience. Like, yeah, that's amazing. It's yeah, amazing. And um, and so it's been an amazing whirlwind because I. Been people have been going crazy about the short um, and want to see more, and now <laughs> I feel like right. That's how it goes. Like the short like goes well. Another one. So when's ten. your feature coming out? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> well, someone, uh, listeners, if any of you have ten million dollars spare, Ooh, 10 and you'll give what me else? creative control, yeah. then uh, then but that movie. Have that out. much faith in you? Just watch a short, and you're like, you're like, okay, totally. Yeah, ten million dollars. You're gonna get, you're gonna make your money back, and then some. <laughs> we were talking about this before we started recording, but like the experience of being filmmaker at Sundance is a very different experience than like just an attendee kind of there to experience the films because you're or probably taking a lot of yeah. meetings and like yeah yeah it's all meetings all right. meetings okay. meetings and partying which isn't really partying it's it's networking. networking which is really I hate I it's hate like it play, and play meetings anyone. or 
we want actually, some things for each other. Let's figure meeting. out if we really want to give them to each other. Though. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Do we do we align? You know, who? But who when you find you? the right people, I think it can be really great experience. You just find someone and it clicks, and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and. I admire your company. I admire your work. Yay. Yeah. 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 So how's your experience been like, Nji? Different than last year's. <laughs> we well, last year you came for play. This year. I came to work. I just worked one event. Uh, this time I'm working five days, five mornings and an event. And yeah, so and we're also staying in Salt Lake City. So, no, it's been fun. I've been watching more films this year Yay. because we, I have to because I've been interviewing filmmakers, which is very cool. Yeah. I appreciate that I'm forced to because I feel like I might be a little bit lazy. Because when you get here for play, you don't watch as many films. You kind of just want to go to the lounges and see what swag you can well, get. Well, you're also watching films you normally <laughs> wouldn't watch. Right. Right. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Very true. And um, they're just fascinating. I've been watching some amazing documentaries. I'm learning more about Sundance itself that, you know, they're very well known for their amazing documentaries. They always bring in, like, a very great buffet of documentaries. And I got to watch some of them. And my mind has expanded. And it's just an interesting time in the history of the universe to be watching the things and experiencing things in real <laughs> life. It's like a lot. It's a sensory overload. So appreciate what I'm learning. I'm around different people. It's just a really, what a time to be alive. <laughs> you know, and it's cold. And then the Women's March was on Saturday, yes. which I missed. And I'm like still, oh, no. that might be a scar forever. We were stuck in traffic. We were stuck like in traffic. Two hours. Oh, Salt Lake City. Oh, of course. Yeah. Very so it's sky. been an adventure, like never a dull moment. Yeah. Some many tired moments, but fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I get to meet you. Yay! And we were connected before we got here. <laughs> and then both of us have been crazy busy. So it's fine. But it's like into our fourth day. And then I see her at the shorts. And I was like, oh, I need to contact Yay! her. So that was really fun. And here we are. And here we are. Here we are. Yeah. Marv, this, your yes. first, this is your first Sundance. My first Sundance, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. It's a, more a, Asians. a lot of snow. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of walking in snow. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of calorie burning. Justifying a lot of carbs. <laughs> It's been good. Um, so, like Minji said, we, we came here to actually help work. Um, we're helping produce the Daily Buzz, which is the daily highlight podcast for Salt Lake City's uh, public radio station. Mm -hmm. Minji has been helping interview a lot of filmmakers, uh, specifically the Asian American ones. And I've been helping just produce the whole thing. Apparently, I'm the podcast guy now, so yes. people call for my services. Yeah, you need a recorder. Yeah. lean into that. You love that. Yeah, <laughs> I can so totally good. tell. This you can't see it, but the setup is like really technically proficient. It's just a bunch oh, of. I've wires. seen a lot of admirers. There's people walking by. They're like, okay, hey. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. want to see Oh, it's not Mark Marin. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, but okay. Besides the snow, you got we got to see some screenings. Got to watch some good screenings. Yeah, um, got to watch the premiere of Gook. Uh, which is oh, the new Justin yeah, Chong, yeah. um, K-Town Riot uh, movie. No, I want to do. I haven't done any. Minji was yet. like, like one spot too late. Like I got in, and then she. No. I was like right at the. Yeah. We were, so, gotcha. one thing I learned is how to Sundance, which is not to wait to the last minute. Yeah. Well, I got brought in last minute, so I couldn't really get any tickets because everyone everything sells out. So there is no last minute because it was it's yeah. like Coachella. Like immediately they're like they're on sale, they're gone. Yeah. So, so I've been learning the uh, the waitlist game, which right. is just <laughs> let's see if we can. Again, get in. I didn't even do that last year. I just like I was like Marvin, how do I do this? Do it for me. Yeah. Do it for <laughs> me, please. Yeah. No. We have it set so whenever I waitlist on something, Minji automatically waitlist wait with me, <laughs> nice. so she just gets the next number. Well, he yeah. does a lot of the research. I kind of pay attention to like who, what's what's being talked about. Yeah, and there's a lot, and apparently there's so many, so many good films at this at this festival this year. Well, we got the last two waitlist tickets for Lady Macbeth. Yes, on Friday we night. Just <laughs> got into Lady Macbeth, which I recommend, and it's really, yeah. really. That's awesome. That's a pretty intense movie. I mean, that's my kind of like that's it, that's my dark side. <laughs> it's that stuff. 
You got to watch it. I okay, want to talk okay, about right, it. So you really want to talk about it. So wait, it is it is is it about Macbeth? I mean, like obviously it's about Macbeth, but is mm. it true to the Taste? That's what I thought too, but apparently it has nothing to do with Macbeth. Oh, I think no, no, it's no. just yeah. like it's a, it's a fictional novel written by a Russian Russian author. Russian, yeah. Russian oh. author. Um, yeah, but so it's it, not the character has shades of the Lady Macbeth character, right? Right. Which is right. why that's the name of the book. I did some Wikipedia researching after Very cool. after the movie just nice. to like Thank you, okay. he get my ducks like in order. Tell me what it was. But um, the way it was shot, the way that it was made, it's kind of like um, imagine like an indie like slice of life type of movie, mm-hmm. but taking place in Victorian England. Oh. It's like right before so like electricity. S- yeah, so it's like a slow burn. Right before electricity, kind of, England. Um, wow. Not very like it's full of attitude. Yeah, love her. She's twenty. I think she was yeah. even younger. I mean, she, I mean, she was thing, younger, probably like seventeen or eighteen. The main thing you learn in the beginning is like, man, life must have really sucked for women <laughs> back then. Yeah, in general, but yeah, especially for it's a lot of sitting. Right. And yeah, for like looking pretty. <laughs> right. In a corset. Right. And then the murder starts. So oh yeah. oh okay. Oh, See now, that's how you sell. You that's how you sell. Yeah. She's like a man. Yeah. <laughs> oh okay, I get it. Okay. There's just tons of murder. Okay. There's lots of it. Okay. <laughs> lots of murder. Grand. Apparently there was like the I heard the inconvenient sequel was like yeah. ridiculous. Oh. And awesome. We missed that. That was the opening night film. Al Gore was here. Yes, I um, saw that. <laughs> there is talking about how um, the entire movie was about how how much progress we've made and it was all hopeful, and then in the epilogue, the election happens, <gasps> and then. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So it's um, it's a lot, you know. And yeah. then there's there's a lot of uh, document. We saw okay. So you, you were in the program with uh, Jack Robbins, who's Tim oh, yeah. Robbins' son, yeah. who made one of the best shorts I've ever seen. And I want to find a way to share this with the world. Is that the, is that the porno one? Yes. <laughs> it's it's a fake porn. It's a. It's so pretty much imagine a socially conscious porno in analog. Like shot totally in VHS form, but like with no sex scenes. But it's, it's just the best. Just <laughs> no, the story. But it's so the best. For those of you who actually watch porno for the story. Yours and his were my two favorites. Oh, thank it you. was just because yours, I was like, yes. And then with that one, I was just dying laughing. Yes. <laughs> so many lulls. Yeah, I hit, I hit Marvin a lot. Yeah. <laughs> she like physically reacts <laughs> right. to physically. stuff. And, yeah, and unfortunately, you're the punching bag. Usually, yeah. I try to sit at least a seat, you know, over. I verbally, no, if it's. I'm a lady. <laughs> <laughs> but like with the, and it was good that I had a scarf and the scary stuff. I was like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. There's so many, so many good things. And then there's like, even day one, there's big news. Like um, Camille Nanjiani's um, film, The Big Sick. Oh yeah, The Big Sick. Yeah. yeah. They got picked up by Amazon That's Studios right. for $12 million. Yes, I Ridiculous. heard that. Yeah. And it's his real life story? It's based on his real life story. That but it's crazy. like, it's a fictional, like we're telling you about. Watch it. Yeah, that's, that's a big one. Uh, and then the um, the what was it the the Hulk Hogan documentary about how he took down Gawker got picked up by Netflix too for oh, like wow. quite a bit. So. Analysis on media, like so. There's so many like very relevant, very important stories that I think are being told yeah. fictionally. And I mean, again, the porno one is about the environment. It's conscious <laughs> porno, and it's just so well done. And I just love seeing the different ways that people are telling a very universal like point like the meaning behind why they I think that's why I like shorts collections because you get to see like multiple perspectives in it like was it 80 minutes yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, no that was 106 no, it was 106 that last wow. thing was oh, that, that last, last crazy French movie what were your favorites in the shorts program in the like shorts program that because I only saw because that's what program. you said okay yeah I mean my my favorite was pussy it was oh. so funny pussy because I mean I I've, I've never seen an animation that's so 
that makes that turns masturbation, female masturbation, <laughs> into such a cute. It's so <laughs> adorable. It's, have you heard about this on website? OMG, what yes. Um, it's it's a it's a start. It's like they've they've taken the the things. Um, it's a female pleasure. Oh. Website. I think it's subscription, and Emma Watson famously endorsed it. If you want to know about female pleasure, go to that website. I endorse oh. it. <laughs> because this I haven't is, seen it. Well, I can't officially, but this is to counter the whole porn. You know, porn yeah. is, is ruining our children because it's not real, and children think it's real. Yeah. Uh, now, if you have a website like OMGS, then yeah. Now I gotta check it out. It's yeah. Like, it's like sex ed online. The, well, okay. It should be. I could get yeah. into that. <laughs> it's just, it's... We it's, can talk about that. Well, yeah, because, well, you're a mom. Yeah. And... I'm worried. Yeah. I'm really worried how they're going to learn these ridiculous alternative facts. Well, you actually, you actually <laughs> saw a, a documentary that was kind of had to do with that, right? Which one? Motherland? Mother? Well, that's different. I mean, but that's very, that's very like, biological. I mean, that that in and of itself is... is some, I, I watched a, a really amazing documentary called Motherland, which is about... Repro- well, the reason why the director started the project was about reproductive rights. Mm-hmm. But she went and she all she did was create this documentary about the, the biggest, most crowded maternity ward right. in the Philippines, in Manila. And it's just... It's, the stories say kind of everything. Just the impacts of poverty and the impacts of education and, um, you know, access to health care, everything like family dynamics, religion, like all of all the things that build our lives, the building bricks, how they shape that. And um, these women have like, you know, six, seven children by the time they're 25. It's oh my gosh. and it's it's very it, but, you know, and that's that's the biological side. And that's like a very political, very like kind of public health, sociological mm. aspect of it. But honestly, for, sociologically speaking for sex. I mean, as Asian Americans, I just right. feel like... Right, it's more like, a, like being people, like, uh, sex positive, right? Right, sex positive, yeah. which is just still, I feel like we're very much in the early stages. But even America, like, let's just take a step back <laughs> and remember how much people freaked out about Ryan Gosling, you know, having a sex scene with Michelle Williams in Blue Valentine, which many couples do. Or even Janet Jackson's boob slip. Yeah, I mean, just how right. much people were crucified. This is American, you know... <laughs> puritanical that's just my opinion i mean like again i don't walk around with my boobs hanging out but should you see a nipple like god forbid we don't all melt down and die (laughs) it's just a very weird thing it is a weird thing and i and i I don't know why there's this war against sexual like you said sex positive what's so bad about sex i don't understand and everything that i'm hearing about this administration right they're Mm -hmm. anti-sex anti well anti-female right because they (laughs) because because we're the people who suffer, and and rape they culture, fund and all that stuff, very heartily. <laughs> right. So it's so like, they can have sex yeah. till they're ninety-seven, which is disgusting. It's, it's <laughs> no, that's not that's not sex positive. Do you? I mean, the so the animated short pussy from the shorts program. <laughs> that, Getting back to them. That uh, <laughs> um, it was very like it was almost delightful. Kind of like it's very like happy, right? Like it's, it's very. That is. And then it's it was really telling that like. All the guys were like, uh, like kind of uncomfortably laughing. While the girls were like, oh, well, they like. I was cracking up. Well, I was yeah. slightly uncomfortable. I was like, oh my god, they they know now. But okay, the cartoon's very like theatrical. It's not reality. It's being artistic and creative. But um, that's not what really happens. <laughs> but uh, in general, it's just kind of like the, it, it is a story that is rarely, if ever, told. So yeah, yeah it was yeah, great. Yeah. It was really, really funny and cute and yeah. charming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
There are um, gr- there's some great shorts. Yeah. And, and yeah, the robbery, the one the one shot one. That one was so crazy. Yeah. And and technically professional, like so tight. Prof- it was like it was so well done. Yeah, it was really. And the actress was amazing. She yeah, was yeah, amazing. Yeah. I wanted to punch her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you like, so like, Dude, what's yeah. wrong with you? That means she nailed it. That she she, she did a nailed great it job. being a terrible yeah. millennial bank, was, like yes. store robber. <laughs> <laughs> Texting and Ubering. And Asian guy being the store owner shooting her with crossbows. Oh yeah! That's oh my god! Good. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. Waymond. His his name is Waymond. <laughs> Waymond Lee. Seriously? I saw it in the credits. I was oh, like, nice. who's the dude? Waymond. Waymond. Nice. What's up? Awesome. Well, speaking of Asian people in movies, uh, another reason why we were here at Sundance was to help out with the uh, the it's it's a joint program right between Cam, um, Sundance Visual Communications and Rise Media. Rise Media and uh, NBC Comcast got in on mm-hmm. that and supported that as well and then we were also supplementaries collaboration. Yeah. It was a panel called um, uh, Advancing Asian America. Or what's the, you have the you have the whole Yeah, hold on. Stand by. <laughs> I needed the title before we talked about this. My bad. Well, can I can I say something about the Oscar noms? Oh. I read yeah. something on Facebook how yeah. you know Oscar's so white okay so now there's a lot of uh, black films but even though you know not taking anything away from the triumph of those movies is it truly diverse yeah right you know if if you get a bunch of movies like um is it is it hidden figures mm-hmm. yeah um doing really well in the box office and critically um is it kind of like, oh, we've done diversity now. You know, we don't have to do that anymore. We've done it. I feel like it's a pendulum, to be honest. We go back and forth with there's a sense of, like, we have to talk about this again. Yeah. And we already did that. We gave somebody, we gave Halle Berry an Oscar. Why are you guys freaking out? Yeah. Um, it goes, I've just noticed it goes back and forth. And Will it do that forever? You know, it's like, I mean, are they going to get it one day? Like, it needs to be baked into the dish. I think Not um, a side Salad that you eat sometimes. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I think we talked about this um, during the, the last time Oscar So White came out. Um, and for one thing, I think the media really wants to like get over Oscar So White. So they're seeing, oh, look, diversity. We're done. When it's just like, no, it's just Oscar's not, so Oscar's not so as white. white <laughs> but Oscar's, or, or white. Like Oscar's a little more black. It's more <laughs> like it, right? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, for our end, getting Oscar caliber films portraying Latino Americans, Latino Americans, uh, Asian Americans, like that's kind of the next step. And I even saw um, there was controversy over, um, so Dev Patel got nominated for Best Supporting Actor. He's the lead actor in Lion. Lion. What? Yeah. Supporting? Supporting How is that? Apparently. um, Who was the lead? Who was the lead in Lion then? I haven't watched it, but he's the freaking lead he actor. He is the lead. The whole that movie's is weird. About him. That is strange. The lead actor of Dark Knight goes to Michael Caine. I don't know. That's so weird. <laughs> Christian Bale gets nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Yeah. What the so heck? there's a lot of like I haven't seen. I haven't, I haven't seen um, Lion, but it sure seems like he's a central character, right? The whole yeah. thing's about him searching for his family. So wait, there's no, there's no. Um, Best actor in Lion? <sighs> this is just it's such a like bizarre thing. Why? It's a bizarre thing, and I, I'm curious to know. And so, New Zealand, how much do people care about the Oscars? 
Um, I think I think it's probably niche industry right. type stuff. You right. know, we, we care about it. And I mean, again, it's America. And so that's what I'm curious about in general, like yeah. how much the U.S. really does influence any sort of like global market. Because I've lived in Europe a couple of times. I've been to Korea several times. And I always see U.S. films in theaters there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just wondering how that reflects in terms of like the knowledge or the care or the interest in American film. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I, I'll... Our multiplexes are full of American blockbusters and American films to the point that any, you know, it, it's interesting because every, I think every Kiwi person has grown up with, uh, with American culture and all of us can probably do, you know, a proto-American accent. Interesting. But if you asked Americans to do a New Zealand accent or an Australian uh-huh. accent... Yeah, yeah. You know, I heard recently someone's like, New Zealanders sounds Austra- they sound like Australian people. <laughs> do Canadians right. sound like Americans? You know, is that... They just yeah, and they were sh- and they, anyway yeah. It depends where in Canada. Yeah, like in the cities, there's like it's access a little more slight, but right, if you right, go right. further north, then you get more of the. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. It's pretty tight, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm the Frenchies who don't speak any English. <laughs> um, well, okay. So actor in the leading role is Casey Affleck for Manchester by the Sea, mm-hmm. Andrew Garfield for Hacksaw Ridge. Ryan Gosling for La La Land, mm-hmm. Viggo Mortensen for Captain Fantastic, and Denzel Washington for Fences. So my theory, here's my conspiracy theory, is they looked at that list and say, oh shit, it's so white again. So how do we put more people, more um, I genuinely diversity feel in? feel like that. And it's like, well, Death Patel was pretty good, but there's no more room for actor, so you're supporting actor Supporting now. actor. Congrats. That is weird. That is my conspiracy theory of the day. Your and and wait, can I, can yeah. I ask... What the supporting actors are? The supporting actors? Uh, supporting actors are um, Mahershala Ali for Moonlight. Yes. Jeff Bridges for Hell or High Water. Cool. Lucas Hedges for Manchester by the Sea. Yep. Death Patel for Lion. And Michael Shannon for Nocturnal Animals. Okay. Hmm. Right. I heard Nocturnal Animals was really good. Yeah, Michael Shannon's a pretty good actor. Hmm. Anyways. Well, before we take a break, uh, let's talk about really quickly about the, the panel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you find the name? Well, now I closed it because I got into the Oscars thing. <laughs> sorry. No, I'm it's sorry. okay. It's totally fine. Derailed. No, it, it was... Okay. So we were part of a, a panel, or we participate, Or we didn't participate. Okay. So we attended a panel <laughs> hosted by Cam Media, VC, Online Rise Media, NBC Universal, and, and our friend Irene Cho, who runs, produces the Daily Buzz, um, the Elevate, Incubate, and Demonstrate Advancing Asian American Artist Panel, which was very enlightening. Were you able to go? No, I was taking meetings. Oh, no. <laughs> you know. should have taken meetings with everyone on that panel. I know, right? Everyone on that panel. Oh, I my wish. gosh. I well, wish. So we had VP of uh, Documentaries and Comedy Programming at Netflix. Nice. Lisa Nishimura, who's amazing. I've been hearing about her for about a year now. She's been working there for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, total badass. Love her. Brilliant. Um, and we had Effie Brown, who's a producer of Dear White People. She was on Project Greenlight. She also like handled Matt Damon when he was trying to like oh. man whites blame diversity diversity yeah. to oh, her. Terrible. Um, <laughs> and we had Justin Chan, who's the writer, director, actor from Gook. And we had Anne Lai, who's the creative initiatives programming director at Sundance. Yeah. So she does amazing programming to like help emerging. She does the labs, filmmakers, like the, the labs, the workshops, and yeah. stuff. She's just awesome. And then we had Grace Lee, who's a filmmaker. We had Phil Fung, who's the co-founder of A3 Foundation. And then Brixton Diamond, who's the, uh, he's co-founder? Yeah. Or CEO of, um, of, of Black House. Black House. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's just like, 
heavy hitters who've yeah. done work and work continuously in diversity. And I like how, you know, the, um, the conversation is changing, right? Like, even maybe two, maybe even a year ago, these types of panels were all, would all just be, we, we got to make stuff, right? And now that we we're in the process of making stuff, now it's like, now we got to lift each other up. Now we got to, like, take the next step, right? Right, right. advocacy. Yeah. Like. Advocacy and then, uh, yeah, one of the things that I think are coming up, maybe not in the panel, but like in conversation is like, how can we make sure that the content we make, the things that we make are of quality, yeah. right? Yeah. How can we take advantage of things like Sundance and A3 Foundation to make sure that we're getting the right resources and the right guidance? Right, mentors. Not just yeah. make stuff. Yeah. Let's make great stuff. Yeah. Let's tell the story and like tell it amazingly. Yeah. Yeah. That was the big thing was like, there's so many stories to be told that like, that has not been told because we've been seeing the same like five stories right in every movie ever made yeah right? yeah yeah so did you work with any of the sundance programs at all or you were just like you worked made your short in new zealand and worked with people there well, and before then just we, yeah. before we get to that sorry oh, okay sorry we could take a quick break <laughs> and then we'll talk more with roseanne about her uh, her filmmaking sundance and the other cool all the stuff other things that, that she make does roseanne amazing. yeah <laughs> right. stop it <laughs> Hey everyone, it's Marvin. Thank you for listening to this episode 104 of the Collabcast. One thing we forgot to mention was that 104 actually marks a complete two years of Collabcasting. So thank you all for sticking with us and those of you who've been listening from the beginning. Um, the Collabcast, of course, is part of Collaboration, a nonprofit organization supporting Asian Americans in the arts and entertainment. Discovering, developing, showcasing, and connecting the creative talents of the Asian American communities. You can learn more about Collaboration by going to our website at www.collaboration.org where you can also find our other great content offerings such as videos, blog articles, and past episodes of the Collabcast. We're also currently recruiting for new staff volunteers for our 2017 Collaboration season, so if you'd like to be a part of the Collaboration movement and supporting your local Asian American arts scene and discovering the next generation of Asian American talent, let us know by filling out the application at the Get Involved section. The website, again, is www.collaboration.org. And remember, that's collaboration with a K. The Collabcast is also a proud member of the Potluck Podcast Collective, a collective of great podcasts and podcasters from the Asian American community. And every week, I like to highlight a fellow member of the Potluck for you to enjoy. This week, I wanted to recommend Books and Boba, which, full disclosure, is another podcast that I host and produce, along with my co-host, Rira Yu. Um, Books and Boba is a book club and podcast where every month we read a different book written by Asian or Asian American author. This month's upcoming episode covers a new novel by Melissa De La Cruz called Something In Between. In addition to our monthly book picks, we also bring you a monthly mid-month episode where we go over the, where we go over the latest news and new releases involving Asian Americans in the literary world. Check out Books and Boba and all the other great programs from the Potluck Collective by going to the website www.podcastpotluck.com and please feel free to share about the collective to anyone who might be interested in some Asian American podcasts. And that'll about do it for this break. Thanks again for listening to episode 104 of the Collabcast. And yeah, let's get you back to the show. And we're back. Welcome back to the Clapcast. This is episode 104 coming at you, well, recording live from Park City, Utah at the Sundance Film Festival 2017. Uh, you'll be hearing this uh, on Friday when we're back home. Yes. 
But yeah, we're here with our But guest, right Roseanne Liang, <laughs> uh, who has a short um, here at the Sundance Film Festival, making her a uh, debut filmmaker here. Congratulations. Yeah, international mm. premiere. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> you should make yourself an award. I would totally just print that out and frame it. <laughs> yeah. International <Instagram> premiere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Photoshop um, the Sundance logo. So before we took a break, I interrupted your question. So sorry about that. Oh, no, no. It wasn't a question. It was kind of yeah. just reflecting on the panel of what we were talking about. Because, you know, in the whole, like, diversity conversation, I'm wondering, again, I'm just so curious about, like, how things contextualize internationally. Yeah. But, um, like, Justin was reflecting in the panel how when he was pitching his movie to investors and to people to climb on board with this, there were people who literally asked him, like, can you put a white person in it? Because his movie, on purpose doesn't have any white characters in it. Right. This is a story about a Korean American uh, young man and his brother and then a black the black community and like that's in Paramount California. Like, which is where Justin yeah. lived. He didn't make this up. This is like a reflection of the life and community he lived in growing up. Right. And and people were asking him like can you put in like a, can we just like make a cop role and then we can put like a <laughs> white guy in it. And I'm just like my brain is melting. I was like still really And why is that so convincingly, like, the component to make a compelling... Like, I, does anybody hear... Do they not hear themselves? Well, it's, I think it's just... I don't know if we can sell this movie if there's no, no one that our mainstream audience can relate to. Yeah, so right? I'm conveying that story because I heard it straight from Justin's mouth. And we want him out on the podcast. I want to hear more about this story. But <laughs> I just heard that. And, you know, again, you, you know that these things happen. And then you hear it directly from the people experiencing them you're like why <laughs> so curious how is your process um i i think this white person being the default is um definitely in new zealand obviously because we're a british colony we're, we're majority white mm -hmm. we have a very strong indigenous culture uh, the maori culture which is um you know definitely makes new zealand's who it is mm -hmm. and what it is mm -hmm. but but at the same time we have that same problem on our television and in our feature films, in, in, in the stories that we tell on the screen. And, um, and I, I totally understand, I, do you know what? I can see it from, I can see it from producer's point of view. I can see that in the same way, you know how we're talking- It's not relatable. It's not relatable, but in the same way that when we grew up, right? We, we just clung onto any, anyone who looked like us and made them our own, even if they weren't right, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, In the absolutely. same way that we, we, you know, like there was this, there was a thing about in Star Wars is a, um, Who's the who's the character? Is it Diego? Oh, Diego Luna. Yeah, Diego yeah. Luna's character. Like, ask Marvin. He knows. <laughs> yeah, and and yeah. then there were those beautiful stories from like the yeah about like parents of Mexican Americans who like that guy has a thick Mexican accent. Yeah, and he like was the lead character in that movie. Yeah, and right? this movie was a blockbuster, and everyone was watching it, and and that and that that you know seeing yourself on screen does so much for yourself. Yeah. For your ego, for for not just your ego, but for like your self worth, where your self like not like your self um, self esteem. I yeah. Guess. Like, um, yeah. yeah. You know, you're not you're not seeing, you're seeing someone with your facial features or your body type or your your experiences and like feel connected. Being feel able like to relate, to like good. having like being able to em empathetically relate to a character. I know that character. I am that character. Is something that. I also yeah. appreciate like feeling like other people are learning about me through that character. When I connect with them, even if it was not that someone that looked like me. Yeah. For example, like when I grew up, I watched a lot of television, a lot, and I watched a lot of 
sitcoms and I watched a lot of them were white families like Full House yeah. etc but I also grew up watching a l- I related heavily with the black community right I related very much to like Family Matters I watched A Different World I watched The Cosby Show yeah. which is problematic now um, <laughs> but you know like yeah. I watched it's a, a lot of place Fresh thing. Prince yeah, of yeah, Bel-Air yeah. and like you know a lot of these shows for some reason like I felt like it, because that was all I had in terms of minority representation or it was just yeah. not white it's a little bit nuanced and different but I felt very much like like I r- was relating to the black community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was not... Mine were just absent. <laughs> and like Yeah, well, because they're dealing with similar things, maybe not the same things, but similar things that, that we deal with as minorities, you know, like people not seeing you, people... Which is yeah. funny because I have black friends and I feel like I understand their lives and it's not the same way around because right. they don't, you know? They have their perceptions and the stereotypes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not the same. It's not the same. Yeah. So I think so. It goes back to this whole thing about can you put a white person in? Uh-huh. I feel like when because 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 the problem is it doesn't go both ways. You could have, you could have a white you know you like you said I I loved Freaks and Geeks for instance that mm-hmm. was that remains my favorite show of all time because those are my people, you know, <laughs> they are all yeah. they are white but like uh, were you the burnouts or were you the geeks? No, we were the I was the I was the geek <laughs> I was the geek and then I wanted to be Lindsay the the, mm. the girl who like lost all hope. I was a I was a mathlete. Yeah. I was a straight A's, and then you know anyway. So so yeah, yeah. freaks and geeks really spoke yeah. spoke to who I was. Yeah. But you know you find you find relevance where you, where you can. But yeah. it's 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 as if um, if you just have Korean and black people, then white people will be like, oh, that's not for me. I'm not going to see anything right. of myself in those people because they're told they're so different. Yeah. And and it's not fair. Yeah. If they see one white person and they go, oh oh yeah okay, there I is something latch there onto for me. that. But it was funny. I remember at the uh, so at the premiere, it was a sold out premiere. Like we waited, said, "Mitch, you didn't get to go in." We told the story already. I just want to repeat it. Um, <laughs> but I did watch the movie. Yeah, but she did watch. You know, you had you had the screener for the for the interview, and you know, it was a pretty diverse room. And they're getting crazy can, up in this hotel, I know, right? People, by the way, they're getting partying up Sundance party in the hotel. <laughs> the snow hey, altitude, altitude. <laughs> um, but I remember, like you were looking at, like looking around. You know, you see the white faces in the crowd were all visibly shell-shocked, right? And there's a guy who asked a question during the Q&A, like, um, how are race relations now? Because it looked pretty bad back then. Has it improved since then? Do you not know <laughs> what Black Lives Matter is? And okay. Yeah, and it's just like... Yeah, and he doesn't know, I'm not sure, but, yeah. but really, though? <laughs> and it goes back to, like, these are stories that deserve to be seen by everyone. Uh, how, do we, how do we get mainstream people to accept you know how do we yeah. pack it it's kind of like how do we hide the greens <laughs> in the meal <laughs> yeah <laughs> your vegetables like yeah sneak yeah. them in somewhere yeah. oh I but love greens but at the same mm. time I would I hate like okay so we made uh, for Flat 3 mm-hmm. we made Slut Walk uh, right, which was right. a you know a, a musical parody about rape culture mm-hmm. uh, based on, on the Slut Walk uh, movement that actually started in the US um, and, and we had a guy saying you know what we, you know, I'd listen if I didn't feel like I was being told to eat my greens. And I was like, okay, so, so let, me, let me understand this. Being told not to rape women is you've equated with eat your vegetables. eating eat broccoli. Your vegetables. <laughs> Which is amazing, by the way. <laughs> the best vegetable. It's not some chore I you know. have to do because of some vague health reason or whatever. This is about decent... This is about kindness and humanity. And, you know, this whole... I I watched Trump talking about, like, you know, we're talking about us now. We're talking about America. America comes first. We come first. 
we live in a society, we live in a civilization. If everyone thought about themselves and how good, and only about themselves and about putting themselves first all the time, then civilization is going to fall over. Yeah. You know, we're only as good as the rest of us. When everyone is happy, we're happy. Like literally. <laughs> He's laughing because I, mean, I said this to him. <laughs> I mean, going back to like, how do we get people to, you know, accept watching something that represents their culture, even though they're specific, you know, ethnicities and represented. And it comes down to us accepting or building or getting to the point where people just, it, it's just a given. It's just like a duh that we live in a multicultural global society now that oh, has like all sorts of people. I you think know? people are getting more creative about that, and that's what I'm so fascinated about with with Sundance, with attending something like this, where I think even Sundance as a film festival, right? Like, let's be real, there's not that many people of color here. There's a lot of white, and it's not and, just the snow. And this is less, <laughs> and this was, and comparatively to last year, but let's, let's just acknowledge, like, it is better than last year, because there were less last year than I'm seeing this year. I pay attention to that. This, this is my life, is that wherever I go, I pay attention to that. I'm like, is there, are there people that... If some some shit goes down, who can I run to? And I'm usually right. running for like I can run to my women. I know they got my back. And like, oh, if there's a woman of color, like I know she got my back. But like, th- and that's just where my mind goes. And it's it's it is what it is. But you know, I'm trying to trust all the humans. But it's it's an evolving process. And I think the fact that we're sitting here talking about this in Utah is yeah exhibit A of that. That a lot of people in the filmmaker I'm just shocked at how many of my friends who are serious filmmakers and this is no judgment on them but I I would do anything to get them here yeah I want them all here to network with the people and to see the films that are that are considered to be groundbreaking that are getting all the press that has Netflix giving off, offering them millions of dollars like hey we want to buy you or Amazon or whoever yeah. right mm-hmm. um, because that's part of the business and that's part of getting the amplification not only just making your thing in a vacuum yeah, yeah, to get yeah. it out there but that's still a novel thing yeah. that we're still working and I think through. people like us like part of the Asian diaspora, like Asian New Zealand, Asian Kiwi. Is that the right? Yeah, yeah, yeah Kiwi yeah. Asian, Asian, yeah, yeah, Kiwi yeah. Asian, um, Asian American. Like I, I, that's always weird. Like we say Asian American, but everywhere else is like it comes like British Asian, Kiwi Asian. Is it Canadian Asian? Canadian. Anyways, <laughs> stop making up alternative. Um, <laughs> but like you know, us being here, being creatives, like we're like we're the people who can bring that multicultural story to the people. Yeah. Right. Because we live it. We, yeah. We are intersectional in our own way. It's, yeah. We need to play the game though, right? It's playing the game and we it's need being to, creative. Yeah. We need to be in those writers' rooms. We need to be those executives, you know, and, and yeah. not, not like, com- not completely rock the boat so that people freak the shit out, but. Uh, right. But. How do you welcome it? Yeah. Yeah. You know. This can be profitable, guys. As soon as we make money of this stuff, yeah. everyone will be doing it. Which is what I th- I've just, again, props to you because, again, your your short film was about a, a, a doctor, but a strong woman character. I don't know how much you don't want me to spoil it. No, it's fine. Go but for it. it's just, you know, and she is Asian. She's Asian and she's awesome and she's like, she does but the she's, kung fu. And she's also vulnerable and she's badass and she's all the things. And again, Maybe for that room, we're at a point where that's going to be irrelevant. And then people don't care. They're just like, what's the story about? Yeah, yeah. But that's that room, yeah. right? And then it starts with that room, though. Do you know what I'm saying? We, right. can't, we can't, like, some one person can look at it and be like, well, it's just because you're at Sundance. Because everybody there's, like, a crazy, you know, artsy-fartsy hippie who, mm-hmm. like, loves that stuff. Yeah. But it starts there. And, like, once you're, and even if, say, that we're, like, the tiny minority in that room, 
that I mean, you 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 had a kick-ass short film in a room full of white people. Who, like <laughs> yeah. they're gonna keep raving about it too, just because it was a great film. Yeah, and yeah. want to see more. We want to see like and they won't feel as yeah. as threatened. <laughs> They'll be like, yeah, let's make another one with that. Well, I want to talk about Flat Three, which yeah. is your your project out in New Zealand, which is yes. like like you were saying, it started as let's just create stuff, let's just create our own series. Mm-hmm. And I know you guys have, and this is a good thing about um, maybe. It's it sucks because all of our arts funding is about to get defunded here in the states. But you guys really for real? It's yeah. It's a, really, it's a possibility. What the hell? But you you guys fully take advantage of the arts grants and things yes. that That's what I'm your saying. government takes, right? I'm like such yeah. a fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like amazed. Yeah. But I mean, kudos to the government bodies. Mm-hmm. You know, like we okay, we have a government right now that's frozen the arts funding for eight years, mm. and and but you know, to their credit, those those people, New Zealand on Air, have created this digital fund specifically for diverse programming stuff that wouldn't necessarily work on the mainstream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and that's all credit to them, you know. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And then um, I've shown me a couple episodes of your your guys' series, but it's like, the fr- like your original series, Fly Through, is like it's these three Kiwi Asian girls that live together and like go get into shenanigans and talk about you know. That's boys's. like Bard's favorite word, <laughs> <laughs> shenanigans. That's yes. when I know it's good. It's because he used his favorite word. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like it's really hilarious, but also like something you don't see a lot. Like you, we, we talk to people like Christine Chen, like people who are trying to create different images of females on screen that for some reason like I know people like that but I've never seen them being portrayed before yeah yeah um yeah and and the girls started this thing they approached me because they want because they're like okay we're not we're not digging the whole you know auditions for prostitutes or you know like (laughs) doctors or whatever um so, so what what do we want to do that we've not seen before? Well, how about comedy? You know, because you don't necessarily equate this was pre Ellie Wong. <laughs> um, we don't necessarily equate Asian women with comedy, right? Mm-hmm. So let's make it let's make a good let's make a comedy. And we were into girls at that time. I know girls has got problems. Um, <laughs> now we're more into Atlanta, which is cooler. Yeah. And, I yeah. need to watch Atlanta and Master of None. And, and yeah, and yeah. so. Yeah, and broad and broad city, which I also love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but so let's let's make a show like that, and um, and we we struggle with this thing about how I, I think because we're we're on like I said we're on TVNZ, which is the uh, the mainstream, um, the the main broadcaster in New Zealand. All that all their premium TVN content is white. Mm. It's all white. Uh, okay, you've got the odd multi character, which is really good, mm. um, but mostly white. For a white audience. Um, and so I was worried that the reason why we're not rating very well on the website is because people see three girl, three Asian girls on the poster and go, that's not for me. Mm-hmm. Whereas if they actually sat down and watched it, it's so relatable. You know, like we, we do have a core... Uh, audience and it's 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 white women get our stuff <laughs> as much as white okay white yeah. men okay that's problematic too because there's <laughs> the whole yellow fever thing but um, yeah <laughs> white men and white women like our stuff and it's it's not it shouldn't be niche yeah, yeah. but I've, i admired the persistence because i think that's with any novel anything you're going to be a trailblazer because ain't nobody done it yet you know and so you're doing that and the consistency and i think that's what's so tough about the creation of any art for appreciation and a lot of these you know videos they might be for ourselves just for some creative release but we're making it really so that people can connect with us and further understand us give up give somebody a laugh like that's the best feeling in the world is like make somebody crack up and think a little bit i like making people cry (laughs) um but and you're going for that but like so when you don't get that that feedback and you don't achieve that maybe subconscious goal 
so many people give up, you know? So I think it's amazing that you guys have that wherewithal. Like that word's been coming up a lot in my vocabulary, but you have to, have to wherewithal. Is that your new favorite word? Apparently. Is that your shenanigans? <laughs> Need to, it's like, I use that for people I admire greatly because I don't think a lot of people have it. You know, we're in a, in a kind of a culture of instant gratification, right? Um, we want fast results. And when things don't come immediately, it can be really discouraging. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm glad that you found your niche. And I'm glad that you're, because like that, that's your fuel. That's your practice. That's yeah, like yeah, your spar yeah. gym if we're going to get sports. I wouldn't even call it a niche. Just like your voice. Yeah, your like voice. Like what you yeah, want to yeah. do, right? It starts with, like, you know, let it start with. Yeah. And so there's Asian people that have done it with the Asian community and outside of it. And but I think it also it comes down to like, you know, you always talk about, you know, whitewashing and things like that. And this is like a, like your guys' show is a good example of why white doesn't have to be default. Like any of your characters could be played by like a white character. Right. right? But In fact, we did that. Did yeah. you watch the white episode? I did not. The white yeah. episode. <laughs> we, we, in flat three, we, we actually switched the, the Asian girls with white characters uh-huh. and didn't explain it. They just suddenly turned white. <laughs> And That's uh, so brilliant. Yeah, and yeah. that was the most one of our most hated episodes. <laughs> really? People really? were like, "Oh, we don't want to see no white." Because it shows <laughs> a, it shines a mirror, right, uh, on yeah, like yeah, your yeah. perceptions and stuff. I don't yeah. know. There's um, That's Atlanta did the same thing in one of their episodes where, um, I guess this is where you start realizing Atlanta takes place in the alternate universe because in, in the world of Atlanta, Justin Bieber is black. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I thought they just did that. I was confused by that episode. Have we have we heard Donald Glover talk about why Justin Bieber was? I don't think they've heard him talk about it, but I think it's just accepted that in this world, Justin Bieber is black, right, a black right, kid, right. and that's he's still Justin Bieber. <laughs> he still still has the same the same um, mannerisms <laughs> and annoyingness, but he's just black. Right, right. right. That's so fascinating. <laughs> I have so many things to watch. <laughs> it's it's so good. Seriously. Like it's I love to know your influences too. That tells me a lot. Like I don't, I haven't watched all those shows, but this it, is her interview side coming out. No, tell me about your tell process. You tell me all about the welcome process. Welcome to welcome to the actor studio. All of life is an Minji interview, Chang. you guys. Whether you know it or not, you're getting interviewed by everybody. Okay. I feel like Minji Chang's actor studio would like start up with like some hip hop beat instead, yeah, like yeah. some like hardcore like Tupac. Yeah. <laughs> I said my walkout song would be California Love by Tupac. <laughs> nice. When I go on, you know, Jimmy Kimmel. Or yeah. Jimmy Fallon. Which Jimmy would I choose first? But anyway, mm. I'm curious. So, so like, w- and, and in terms of this process, because I'm getting, I love being here because I'm an aspiring filmmaker. I say aspiring because I have made very, very little. She's written, no, 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 she's no, written a couple things, yeah. I, yeah, I'm yeah, a filmmaker. Yeah, fake it you make it. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> this is the Robert Rodriguez. When did you start calling yourself? I love knowing, like, the journey. And I want to know, because I love understanding what prompted you, because that's a big thing whether we acknowledge it or not. It's a big thing to decide and then do. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the pro- I want to know, I want to get educated. How what do I learn? What, what do you mean, how do you learn? You know how to, what do you mean? You've been through school, right? Yes. <laughs> sorry. Oh, Roseanne Thornton shade. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, no, no. no, no, no some no, kiwi no. shade there. No, I'm, I'm, I'll sorry. receive that, that shade. I'll, re- I'll bask under the shade. Uh, I'll throw the shade and then I'll apologize. No, it's, it's because, okay, this is what I see with a lot of the Asian American um, filmmakers or like community in general. Yeah. Is that there's no set path saying, like say you want to be a doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a process for yes. that. You take blah, blah, blah test. You go to da-da-da school for this number of years, get yeah. this many certifications, and bam, bam, bam. Yeah. With filmmakers and with musicians, with dancers, choreographers, like we know the, the gamut, right? There's yeah. such a different non-linear path 
right? Right. I love hearing every version of that past because I think every version, it teaches you yeah. what was the most important element. Was it persistence or being like really, really bold or, you know, I'm wondering how you okay. went about that. Okay. So here it is. My mom was a tiger mom. Okay. Right. So she's, you know, typical first, you know, immigrant parents. We're in a new country. She wants to do, she, do, she wants to do everything better than everyone else, <laughs> including <laughs> her, so especially her children. So I'm the youngest of three daughters. She's like, you better get straight A's because I know you can get straight A's and I will accept nothing less than the best from you. Um, and I go, okay, I can do that. So I achieve, achieve, achieve. And she said, you know, and, and the reason why she told me, when if I ever complained about why do I need to work so hard, why do I need to study so hard, is she said, so that at the end of it, when you reach university, you will have all the options. The world will be your oyster. You can choose whatever you want, right? Nice. That's so, a very nice way to put it. So then. It's better than <laughs> I told you so. Shut up and do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right? And then so then. So, I, so, that, so that, okay, I, I, want all, I want the world to be my oyster. That's great. Then I, then I get to the end of, of school. I'm valedictorian, straight A's, and uh, and then um, better than me. And then I say, well, um, so okay, so there's, there's a backstory in that um, we're a medical family, so both my sisters went to medical school, oh right? Dear. Oh dear! So no. I didn't know I don't know what I wanted to do, so I so I said, oh yeah, I'll, I'll get into medical school. I got accepted into medical school, and my sister sat me down and said, okay, now why do you want to be a doctor? And I said, oh, because that's what you guys are doing. I don't know what I'm doing, and they're like, that is the worst reason. So become a doctor just because we're doing it. Why don't you take a year off, have some fun, you know, go to university, of course, don't be like a bum, but like, <laughs> like do, some, do some papers that you want, that, that you want. And so in amongst the sociology and philosophy, I do film studies. And then it's there that that, you know, that University of Auckland um, <laughs> film department see, put, plant this little seed, like, okay, the world can be my oyster, I can choose whatever I want. Why can't I be a director? Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah. So I go to my parents. Well, okay. So I got all these roles. I got all these marks. And you said my. You said the world could be my oyster. I can achieve everything, anything I want. I I choose film director. And they go, no, no, wait, 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 wait. No, that's not what I mean. And I say, well, okay. You told me I could be anything. You know, this was. In fact, I had a very feminist upbringing. You know, you can do. You can do whatever you set your mind to. <laughs> but there's a narrow. <laughs> as long as it's doctor. As long as it's engineer. doctor, lawyer, engineer, Six vocations, um, CPAs. Okay. <laughs> so I took that. I took that to heart, and and I said, okay, well, this is what I want to do. And they said, okay, so long as you do a computer science degree. And so that's what I did. <laughs> you did it. I did. Science? I did a film degree and a computer science. Good degree. for you. Yeah. You can just crazy. see Roseanne in the labs. Like I'm only doing this so I can make movies. <laughs> I got such bad marks in computer <laughs> programming. I mean, I could right. do it, but I fucking hated it. Right. So. You just yeah, get like oh, it compiles, no errors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <Here> you go. <laughs> Bye. I gotta go make my movie now. <laughs> I'm on draft seven. That's funny because your short was about a badass doctor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because my sister's a surgeon. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, she, she she actually helped me, you know, with some of the, te- you know, like the real aspects of that movie. Yeah. But she's a, she's a bad, you know, she's a badass in her own right. She, she saves lives. She was the medi- lives. medical consultant. This yes. is just This is Roseanne handing out jobs to her family. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is amazing. No, I'm, my brother's a lawyer and he's like, he sometimes is okay with it and sometimes hates it. <laughs> but I was like, uh, going to entertainment law and need you yeah, very soon. Great, great. You handle all my contracts. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> um, but that's amazing because I remember hearing you in your Q&A that, like, it, that, you know, 
different stages of our lives. Like you're saying, you took ownership of your life as a young woman who was told, like, <laughs> ironically, that you could do whatever you want to do, and then you chose, and they're like, oh shit. <laughs> but like now you're a mom, and then like that influences your film and like yeah. the kind of characters that you want to make. Absolutely, which is so cool. And then like, and then finally you went with that, and that's what took you to Sundance. Yeah, you know, what I mean? like I just love those stories. I want to amplify those stories. It is reflective of. We need we need more proof. I feel like we want to hear. I want to hear more stories like yours. Feel free to like give more detail to that because I think <laughs> those are the stories that remind us all out there who are maybe in that gray area of like I don't know. Does this actually work? Mm. Like if you do what you love, like you actually like. I mean, you know? it comes down to doing what you love, but also being good at it, like taking it seriously. Overachiever right? status, y'all. Something. <laughs> <laughs> Not even overachieving, but like just like. But aim for the best. Yeah, like, if you're going to do something, do it well. I think that's, you know, that's ultimately the lesson our parents taught us is just, so you know, we, apply differently. You know? Were you like that then? So you were like, obviously, like, and I'm a fellow nerd, and <laughs> I'm proud of that. But were you yes. applying the same thing? So when you found film, you're like, you yeah, yeah, hardcore. I'm going to I'm gonna be the best. I'm going to be the... But then, okay, so Jane Campion said this thing, like... Women will never be the same as men in, in you know, there won't, there won't be the same numbers of women directors than man directors until there are as many mediocre women filmmakers <laughs> as <laughs> mediocre men. That's true. Because these mediocre, okay, I'm going to say it, white men, they, they make mediocre work. And that doesn't get them down. They just keep going. Yeah. They just keep making stuff. And, and, and obviously, the more you work... To most people, you're going to get better, right? Right, and right. that goes for that goes for Asian actors. You know, the reason why I've, I've had I've had you know people say, oh, uh, one of the most prolific New Zealand TV writers saying, I don't cast, I don't write Asian men into my into these TV series because I know who's out there, mm-hmm. and I know that they're not good enough. I know yeah. they're not as good as the other white or Pacific Island or Maori actors out mm-hmm. there. Why? Because they haven't tread, they haven't treaded those boards like the rest of them, and, and again, you know that you need those mediocre Asian. You need to right. take a risk. They they need to be given the role so that they can get they better. They start so they can continue yeah. to yeah. evolve, right? And I, I know right. we like we hate on you know Asian American films like not being good sometimes and stuff, but that's part of the process, right? right? Which is why the whole thing of like I think where we're evolving to is it's important to welcome the feedback right now. Like, we have more and more people entering the game. They're getting in the game. They're, like, determined. They're serious about it. I love that, right? Mm -hmm. But understanding that it's a starting point, and we're going to learn. You're going to fail. And that's, I think that, like, I don't know. Yeah, it's the failure because you feel like. the failure part that's, like. It feels like you're, like, if you fail, you let your whole entire people down. Not even your whole entire people down. You risked a lot to, like go against the grain to a degree maybe right. more against the grain than some other because again my acting teacher would always say like there's no human fa- there's no family on earth that's like supportive rarely supportive of like yeah go be an actor <laughs> whether you're white black or asian or latino they're like no, no um but you it. know like knowing what's on the line yeah and yeah. still going for it anyway yeah yeah and so props to you i, I yeah. appreciate the nerd mentality gung-ho it's you got to find what you just do what you love sometimes you hate it man and that's another part i love to talk we need to get together again because i want to talk more about like sometimes hating what you love you love it so much <laughs> love yeah, that ever yeah. Happens. yeah yeah because um okay so when i was young there was that confucius saying you know like choose a job that you love and you'll never work a day in your life which is 
which is crap because <laughs> sounds <if> you, nice. <laughs> if you do what you love, you will work harder and get paid less uh, yeah. for for the things that you love. Exhibit A. Yeah, <laughs> like hello, you know. Until we get paid, you know, like for, for that three productions, we're we're dealing with sustainability. Yeah. We're trying to become sustainable, but if we don't become sustainable, we're going to have to stop because, like, you need to live. Yeah, you gotta. We can't keep doing this this way. You know, mm-hmm. we just can't, we can't keep exploiting people for the love of it you know yeah. and we can't okay do what you love but don't but be kind and and respect people and pay them what they're worth yeah you know that's yeah. that's what we're that's what we're struggling with right now yeah yeah and that's a real struggle i think something that story doesn't get shared that much yeah i mean we live with youtube land in los <laughs> angeles we've seen a lot of it's a lot of free work it's all the struggling <laughs> artists it's the culture we live over there our little niche yeah but you know things are getting better Things are getting better. No, I'm I'm really inspired by this trip. Yeah? I'm very tired. <laughs> very inspired. cold. We I'm even talk about slogging through snow. Yeah, the sludge. <laughs> the oh, that's yeah. 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 Well, on that note, uh, <laughs> that'll do it for this episode of the Clubcast. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Roseanne, Thank for you, joining Roseanne. us. Thanks for having me. Sundance so director, selected filmmaker. <laughs> All um, day. If people want to find out more about you and your work, where should they go? Google Flat 3 Productions or Flat 3 Web Series. Please subscribe because we can't be sustainable. Sorry, that sounded a bit like begging. Please subscribe. <laughs> uh, thank you for subscribing. Check it out. It's really appreciate great. Appreciate it. Totes appreciate Yeah. Um, and, yeah, if you ever want to reach me and Minji on this podcast, you can email us at podcast at collaboration.org. Um, you can also subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play Music, and Stitcher, and wherever you find podcasts through our RSS feeds. Um, please leave us a rating review on iTunes. It really helps us out, and it makes me feel good about what I'm doing we with like my life. good vibes. Good vibes <laughs> are welcome. Thanks again to Paul Date for use of the song Fire for this month's intro and outro. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Um, this has been the Collabcast Live. Stay warm from and From Sundance Film Festival. Uh, we'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Set the bridge on fire. Since you won't let me cross Listening to Whoa. Whoa. Hot Luck. Hot luck.